Have you tried changing your health year on year, resolving that this year things are going to be different, but nothing seems to change? Oftentimes, when things are not changing, we're following many wellness myths and not looking at the full picture, including our nutrition, recovery, stress management, leaving out mind-body connection. I want to introduce you to Wellness Redefined, a new podcast from Refillion Media that's here to dispel all your myths about wellness and fitness while sharing stories of how we redefine what it means to be healthy. On each episode, we'll be talking to experts from all walks of life who will share their own unique wellness journey and offer their perspective. I am your host, Tamika Rochester, founder and CEO of Harlem Cycle, a premier wellness space in New York City with a focus on indoor cycling. I've been an advocate for wellness since as early as I can remember. So if this sounds like something that could help change your life, go ahead and pause the show you're listening to and subscribe to Wellness Redefined on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you guys, me and Gina were just talking about when you, I did, okay, so I've, I've recommended to my attorney <laughs> to, li- to listen to the podcast and well, I didn't actually recommend it. She wanted to listen to it and I was like, told her she would really like it. And Gina said she would normally tell someone to maybe skip the first couple episodes, <laughs> but I actually always recommend the first episode whenever I tell anyone about, they're like, Oh, what's your podcast about? I'm like, well, you know, um, uh, periods. Yes. <laughs> Menstruation I said, I cycles. Go, I go, my first podcast is about my menstrual cycle. Oh my God. We literally like went in there just going, what, what do we do? <laughs> we didn't set out to do this. And I, I always laugh. Um, I used to tell people, cause I was so nervous. I mean, I still get nervous, but I was really, really, really nervous at the very beginning. You remember? Yeah. And that first day is when I ate the, I'd eaten the bug and I had a giant number <laughs> and I had the, I found yeah. the pictures the other day I was oh dying. My God. So you should anyway, maybe tell that story again. Oh my gosh. So also I'll say this rightfully. So you were so nervous. Gina's like <laughs> one hates being on camera. Yeah. She now is more used to it because I've been putting her on yes. camera for years now. <laughs> um, so when we finally are like, we're going to start this podcast. I ask her if she'll do it with me. She's like, yeah, that sounds fun. Um, we go to, we have some meetings, we go to do our first one and it's like, well, you guys are probably all like, you want this back because you used to have video <laughs> and now you don't have video. <laughs> However, I just, I did just hire a new videographer. So maybe we can yeah, hopefully this coming soon. Uh, but we show up and we've got <laughs> really to paint you a picture. The room is like a closet. Yeah. We're in a closet <laughs> and they, uh, they have like all these like weird random pictures weird. you could choose to put up. Yeah. So we put like weird oh cat photo cat. on the wall. Yeah. And, but there's like microphones and a camera. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fact, set up where people, I mean, they're watching you. Yes. And here's, here. it's from, it started from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> you know, we started from the bottom, which was a coat closet hanging with our really good friend, Mark. What's up, Mark? Yeah. Hey, Mark. And now we're on my couch. Yeah, I know. That is, yeah, that is a step up, man. <laughs> Talking to Mark mm, nice through house. our microphone. Yeah. Well, no. So, uh, we, well, first of all, we go and we sit at this big conference table and this is so like the. Brooke, you are definitely more comfortable in that kind of situation. Yeah, You're we a businesswoman. We're planning it's our more, podcast. Yeah, we're planning it. We're trying to like figure out the name and all this stuff. And I'm literally just sitting there like, what am I doing here? You know? I remember like they'd ask me a question and I'd say, whatever she says. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I just kept looking and you were like, Gina, speak up. Like this, this is your, this is your this thing too. Like you've too. always been so, so gracious about like, it. And I was like, oh, uh, you know. yeah. So, but I'd eaten a bug the day before and I'd had this, uh, 
I ate it in a salad. In a salad. It was it in a salad. It had to have been a bug. It, was, it had to have been a bug. She it was a mushy, so, gushy. What, how, let's just tell the story. I feel like I already told it, but I, okay. For but those of you who have not. So okay, many new listeners. We have so many more. <laughs> so many new ones. <laughs> so many so, listeners. I was eating a salad. We were at uh, your warehouse. We were going over clothing stuff. Yes. And they said, they called out for food and I got a salad. And it had now I don't remember oh it was like a it, it literally had just like lettuce it was like pita a side chips, salad like a side salad and so I was eating it and you were in the midst of doing all your stuff and I took a bite and it was like this gushy bite <laughs> and it was bitter tasting and it almost like popped into my yeah. throat and I was like oh my oh, god it must have been oh like god. a must have been like a rotten <laughs> tomato or something and so I swallow it and I'm, and I'd already been kind of sick. I I think I'd had like a sinus infection or something. And I just remember like not wanting to say anything because you were in the middle of doing a bunch of stuff. And so I'm sitting there and I just remember you looking at me and you're like, are you okay? And I was like, I don't, I don't think I feel, I mean, I already didn't feel that good, but like, I really, I don't, I don't feel like I, I feel like my face is tingling. And you're like, oh my God. And I go, I think I'm at it, like eating a bug and I'm having like a reaction and literally within, I don't know, what was it? Like five, 10 minutes. My lip was, was so swollen, ginormous, ginormous. It was, it was, I mean, I've had lip filler done before and it was bigger than anything <laughs> like so that. Big. And it was and just, the whole thing. I know, and just, I know, well, it kept moving around, remember? Yeah, and yeah. I was like, what the frick is happening? So of course this is the, like the day before I'm already nervous about going to this, uh, this meeting, <laughs> having to sit down with people having to be filmed having to like talk and now I'm like and of course of course I have this crazy ginormous duck lip going on and I remember you know I'm one of those people I'm sure some people can identify that when something is wrong with me I have to blurt it out to everyone like almost like (laughs) like almost like I know it's there. You know, like when you get a zit on your forehead and you're like, I have a zit on my forehead, <laughs> you know, like, or <laughs> so I think every single person I met, I said, I ate a bug. My lip is big. You know, it was like, <laughs> a, was, like I had Tourette's. So, she was so, so worried about like that. It looked bad. No, but right? the, okay. But no, well, do you okay, remember this did, though? So the swelling kept moving. So first <laughs> it was just like one spot on the top lip. Was it the top lip? <laughs> yes. This is the it weirdest was just thing. Like the side of her top lip. And then it kept getting bigger and bigger. Like so big that she felt like her lip was gonna pop. Okay. Like it was And it was like then, up to my nose. So yeah, it wasn't it was even just swelling. the lip. It was like I look like a, like a, a cave person. Like a hoof. Like like <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. But basically it like it started on the lip and then it moved up into like her gum area up by her cheek. (laughs) And then it was moving. Then it was her whole top lip. (laughs) (laughs) Just when the top lip started going down, the bottom lip started going. Well, and then it went back to the top lip. So what's funny is that the next morning, like the day of, you know, of course, Brooke gets up early and like goes and works out. And I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. And I'm sitting in the bathtub. Do you remember that? I'm like sitting. Oh, shit I took my freaking headphones out again um I'm in the bathtub and you come in the bathroom and I was like it's really bad and you're like you're just like it's just like you're in your natural habitat <laughs> was a like a little duck like a little duck in the natural habitat and I was like oh why does this happen to me remember that night we went to 
We went, went to the, the comedy, comedy show. Yes. And we saw Chris. Yes. And um, <laughs> we ran into Chris D'Elia, which, I, you know, I just think he's the funniest person on earth. Funniest. And got to meet him. And I just was so embarrassed. And she did the whole thing where she was like, <laughs> my lips are really swollen. And no, I did not just get filler done. I know I look like I've, do- I've had done too much. I've gone too far. He's like, bitch, I don't even know you. Shut up. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. My gosh. So that was, that was the first time. And what's funny is that the next day remember, it started going down. The next day it started going down. But what's funny is that the next time we went down to LA to film again, Mark goes, you look different. And I'm like, well, yeah, because I wasn't lying. Like I didn't get filler. Like my lip was ginormous. The best like, part was when we were out, even Chris said to you, he was like, I mean, you just look, it'll like, just look like you just had some work done. Like, yeah, like everybody else, else in, in LA. <laughs> it's, it's true. He tried to make me feel better. What a nice guy. Anyway, hey guys. Hey, welcome oh to Between God. the Rest with Brooke and Gina. Welcome to, the, welcome to another episode. <laughs> Eight minutes in. Eight minutes in. We always forget to say it. I know. Oh, hey. So happy you guys are here with us. I mean, that's kind of the way I like to start it. Yeah. We just start talking. Mm-hmm. In fact, I turned on one of our podcasts for Heidi the, the other day, my my girlfriend Heidi Pal. Uh-huh. And as I turned it on, it was almost kind of weird, but I kind of liked it. Like we just started talking <laughs> about nonsense. I know. Like we're doing right now. I know it's usually how it starts. I mean, it's really it's really kind of a it really is kind of what we do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're you can really tell that we don't uh practice this because this is just us talking. This is what we do without the microphones and the headphones on. <laughs> and as I'm talking, I'm like, what am I talking? Shut up, Gina. What the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> what the about? fuck am I talking about? Anyway, so we're sitting in your cozy living room. Brooke, like, you know, she lit a candle for me, got the fireplace going. It's, mm-hmm. it's quite intimate. It's really intimate. <laughs> what are we talking about? This um, is what I ask every single time. What are we talking about again? Yeah. All right, guys. I um, searched for my thoughts and I found... <laughs> <laughs> she was looking up the whole I time. I found one. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about um, some a- anxiety and stress. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Which I, I guess like different, have plenty of. Yeah. Yeah, different ways that sort of manifests for people. Uh, it's different, you know, how I might react or how it might make me feel, what triggers we might have. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about some personal experience. And we're also going to talk about uh, Gina's daughter. Who's 18 and when you're so, I mean, for me, it wasn't even until I was like around that time that I, it registered that that's what it was. Like right. the feeling that I was having, like the, like debilitating feeling right. that I didn't even know that I had been dealing with in high school. It wasn't until I was much older that I even realized that that's what that was. Like it had a name, mm-hmm. it had a title. <laughs> you got labeled. Yeah, I'm no. labeled. <laughs> no, Anxious. You're an- you have anxiety. Dude, anxiety, man. Yeah, it's a it's a real it's a real thing. You know, it's funny. I I grew up I think I think for me, like, you know, we've like joked about how I'm like uh, you know, worst case scenario girl. You are I end up in a lot of situations in my life that put me in like situations where I either, you know, I'm stressed or embarrassed or something like that. So for me, I think it takes a lot more for, it took a long time for it to manifest itself in a certain way. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yes, I've been stressed before and it would come out in like migraines or, you know, whatever, but I'd never had an anxiety attack. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And you know how people will use 
uh, words very loosely. It's uh-huh. kind of like even like a migraine. They'll be like, yeah. oh, I have a really bad headache. I have a migraine. It's like, like you have a headache. Yeah, you have a headache. And uh, then uh, it's hypo- still terrible. Hypochondriac. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hypochondriac. I know that word very well yeah. because my aunt and my grandma and my mom used it loosely amongst <laughs> all the kids. <laughs> that everyone was a hypochondriac? Dude, my, I remember you, you, my sister always got called a hypochondriac. Like <laughs> Ruby would be a hypochondriac. See, I don't think Ruby actually thinks she has the things though. So like, I don't think she really thinks she has them. I think she uses them as excuses not to go to school. <laughs> so that's very different. Okay, that is different. Yeah, yeah. It's more like right. hypochondriac, like you get a headache and you're like, oh my God, I have a migraine. Oh my God, right. I'm gonna pass or out. I have a, or I have a tumor. I have a brain I have, tumor. I, I always think I, think I, I need have a, a brain CT tumor. Scan. Yes. I think I, I need a CT scan. I have an itchy left nipple and I continue to think that I have <laughs> breast cancer because of it. Okay, I was there. <laughs> I was having a lot so, of weird pain in mine though. I had to go and get my my uh, breast ex- breasts exam ultrasound yeah that's right which you're so young to have i mean it's not like you would start mammograms right no, now but right? like my grandma my mm-hmm. grandma's twin had breast cancer oh okay and i was started having a lot of really weird pain mm-hmm. in my left breast mm-hmm. and i would feel it and i could kind of feel there was a ab- bump like there, was, yeah, a lump, there right? was a bump i showed you yeah and then i showed my ob mm-hmm. and she said she wasn't too concerned about it, but she did feel it. And she goes, we need, we should probably ultrasound it. Yeah. So. Well, I'm glad that they were safe over, about it. Ultrasounded. And for a while they, like she even said, she goes, mark it with a marker where mm-hmm. it's at, because you go in there and if it's not marked, like they're, they're sometimes not that great at like finding exactly what you were feeling. Right. So I had to do that and they weren't super concerned. They're like, if it gets, you know bigger or something like does change and it's not just your actual tissue right there then right then we'll, we'll go do, back we'll in we'll and deal with one. it but well, turns out uh, it could just be breast pain from a period <laughs> well i mean that there is that too i when i was younger i think i was uh i was i don't know in my early 20s i had um they found like a little it was like a tiny lump and it ended up being like a cyst you know which mm-hmm. happens very often and so i remember in my i had no boobs i mean i had i had like no I mean, I was just so real thin and no boobs. And I went in and they, I'd never had a mammogram before. I mean, it was like 22 or something like that. And I remember they put, it was like a, a metal BB, like a, like a, <laughs> I know you're like, what? Keep going. It's a metal, it was a metal ball okay. and they put tape over it where the, where they, where the lump was. And okay. I guess it was to maybe show up in the mammogram, like kind of like oh, the so area can, that they were looking they need at. to look exactly yeah. the right spot. So they do that. And I know we're supposed to be talking about anxiety no, right now. And I just there. like went down a, we're down getting a there. Now I want to talk about it. So, this. okay. So I went in and I was like really worried about it. And so they do it. Well, I have no breast tissue. And Neither so, and so, yeah, I, I really mean, I had don't. to pay for that shit. <laughs> well, mine's so bad. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, okay, we'll talk sorry. about my breast tissue next time. <laughs> Wait a second. So we, so they had to, they, they, you know, they put, they kind of like act like they're gonna lift your boob in, but there was no breast tissue. So they basically were pushing on my back <laughs> <laughs> and put, you know, it's got one woman pushing my back from this, from the back. And then it comes down. It's like, <laughs> and it was like, oh, we missed it. <laughs> just like, like it pinching yeah, your it, nipple. It just <laughs> didn't even, no, it didn't even grab it. It was like, oh, it just like, but like sucked up inside of itself or something. And I'm like, how is it that I have no breast tissue, but I have a cyst? Just like inverted this, breasts. Yeah. Like some <laughs> girls deal with inverted nipples. You've got <laughs> right, inverted, inverted breast. <laughs> just more like, it, like yeah. a, a turtle reaction. Yeah. Just get scared. Well, no. So then they had to like put the paddles higher 
you know, like uh, wider apart and then really push on me. I think it was like, uh, you know, the girls like almost like with her knee in my back and then they did it again and then they were able to get it, but it was just horrifying and embarrassing yet again. Another embarrassing story because I was like, <laughs> this is so humiliating. Uh, so yeah. So is that when your anxiety started? <laughs> well, I'm a, <laughs> I was just like a weird knee jerk reaction. I've like actually listened to our podcast before and I make some really weird noises. So I'm sorry like that, for that guys. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, I think that I've always, I've just, you know, I mean, everybody has it right. But I think I've just always internalized it or told myself that it's not okay to have it. So I've never, uh, I mean, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know how that works, but it wasn't until I was, you know, 48 years old that I had an anxiety and I'd heard other people, you know, in my life say, the hypochondriacs. oh, yeah, yeah, the, oh, yeah, all those hypochondriacs. <laughs> no, but I've had other people tell me like, oh, I had this anxiety attack and, um, you know, it was debilitating. I had to pull over on the side of the road and I'm thinking, okay, drama queen, like, yeah. you know, not to be rude, but I'm thinking, I mean, I've had stress and anxiety before I, you know, I'm sure that that's, you know. <laughs> not true like yeah. you know hashtag just, me too yeah, <laughs> yeah. just freaking get your shit together you know and so um until it really happens to you don't really know I mean it gives you more empathy obviously I mean I guess I should have had that before it actually happened to me but it's it's a real thing and it well, and really was debilitating yeah, on, when I had it honestly like you can get anxious mm -hmm. you know like you can be anxious or a little bit stressed or worried and maybe that's more of what you kind of dealt with in like uncomfortable situations. But the moment you go from anxious to like an anxiety attack, like yeah. it is a, it's a big difference. So I remember growing up, my mom would always talk about them. Uh -huh. And I Did remember- Did she have them? Yeah. Oh, okay. And she, she, I wish we could, could call her in right now to talk <laughs> about this. She um, would describe like my dad because uh -huh. he always thought it was just like such bullshit. Right. Right. Like, okay. Okay. Until he had one. Oh. And I think, I feel like, oh my God, I should call her. No, I, I totally, I can identify with she, that. She, I swear she said that he was like begging her to take him to the emergency room because he thought he was dying. Yes. Like no, 100% thought he was dying. You think you're having a heart attack. Yeah. And, um, you know, he works, he has a very stressful job. And I think just over time, it's, things just wear on you. Right. But for me... I didn't start realizing that I was having like like anxiety issues mm -hmm. until I was in college. And then as I you know dealt with those things and almost could kind of look back on moments that I, you know, dealt like suffered from them mm -hmm. in like high school. Oh, sure. Yeah. To then make connections of like, oh, wow, like that's what that feeling was. Like right. I remember when I was in high school. Um, well, and I will tell you, we said triggers, right? So like for me... <laughs> It's so funny like, uh, when I say it out loud because I feel like I, I wish that I could say that this wasn't a problem or a cause, but it definitely is enough that it bothers me enough that it just throws me into like a super uncomfortable, like physically uncomfortable, debilitating like anxiety attack mm -hmm. sometimes. And it all comes from me. A lot of the time is like a big trigger is uh, my bot is body image. Yeah. So. Well, that's honest you know, of you. Yeah. <laughs> I No, I mean, honestly, there's, there are so many people that wouldn't be honest about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So in high school, I mean, I, I was teased from a young age about how muscular I was. So I think from a young age, 
I mean, really, you weren't doing steroids at five. You know, my mom uh, really <laughs> believes in them. <laughs> yeah, right. Eat your Wheaties. So yeah, no, no steroids. Um, I was teased. And so it's like, not only from a young age was I, you know, going through your own, like going through like your typical changes as, as a, a young girl or, right. or whatever. Um, young girl. I was a girl. I've always <laughs> been a girl. Believe it or not. <laughs> haters gonna hate haters gonna hate (laughs) but now it's like things about my body that I couldn't change it wasn't like a matter of like oh I've been eating too many cookies I'm just gonna not eat cookies or whatever it was like features that I had that I had no control over I'm now being teased about right you know so when you already are growing up and kids are so mean and you feel you know insecure about your body or you know your how your hair was done that day or whatever or the clothes you're wearing now it's like oh my god like I'm growing up feeling like I like I'm wrong right you know what I mean so I'm not a monster (laughs) (laughs) oh shit (laughs) but that's kind of I think what started it for me yeah and so I had this deep insecurity inside that I didn't really talk to people about I mean, my mom knew that I, you know, because I would actually call her from school, like crying, like, come pick me up. Um, but I remember in middle school and high school, literally in high school, this is fucking ridiculous. I would be in class and I would get like, it'd, it'd always be if, well, not always, but like when I could do this, we'd have like, we'd be watching a movie in class or something. Mm-hmm. I'd have times where in class I would start to, because it body image did it to me. And then also too, I had this stress of my grades right um how how well I performed in Mm -hmm. school and that's because thank you mom and dad for giving me anxiety (laughs) but like my parents um well there's some perfectionism there yes so they they basically want like they just wanted me to keep good grades and if I didn't have good grades I couldn't do my extracurricular which was my dance and my singing Mm -hmm. my performing and I loved it so any there could be anytime around a test anytime around um you know they're going to have like, what are they, how do they use to do semester quarters? Oh, uh-huh. Whatever it is. Yeah, and they yeah. have like, you do yeah, report oh, like your finals. And finals. And, yeah. I would just get so stressed and be so anxious. And you just have all these things and insecurities that I just kind of like kept inside piled on top of each other. I'd get so uncomfortable in class that like my body hurt and I'd be so uncomfortable in my clothes. And I would, I would have a hard time. I'd literally lay on the floor. Like during a movie or something, I really? would like, I'd get out of my chair and have to like lay down. Was your heart beating and your, you just. I mean, it was a long time ago. Yeah. So for to like remember specifics, sure. it's kind of hard, but sure. I just remember being so uncomfortable that I didn't yeah. have to get up and walk. Like, so to sit there and sit still right. in my clothes, I'd have to like go for a walk or go to the bathroom. Or if we were like watching a movie, just lay down for a minute. And I remember even in college, like when I start to feel like that, even now, mm-hmm. and let's say it's just this regardless of like what the trigger is I sometimes have to I just want to go home take my clothes off put on like pajamas and right. lay in my bed yeah. like I have to like lay down and not be in any restrictive clothing or right because I'm just so uncomfortable huh. and when other t- other things I can do that really help with moments of like stress and anxiety when it's specific to training or body image is I go running and it's usually a moment sometimes of feeling like I've fallen off the wagon or, you know, um, 
my weight's not where we want it to be for competition and like whatever these things are, I have a standard, I've had a standard in my head and something that I want. Well, being a female in general, my numbers and measurements and weight go up and down every month. Right. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and even, even me understanding that I still couldn't, I couldn't get myself to, or I can't get myself. I actually am way better now, but to be okay with it. Right. And even if I was okay with it, uh, outwardly, or even if I just talked about it, I knew what the reality was, but there was always something inside that it still bothered me and it would still irk me and it would, you know, cause me to be a little bit stressed out. And I found that in a moment like that, I could go for a run and it made me feel like, okay, well, I can, this is my reality. That's the number on the scale, whatever. I had that cookie or whatever. And I'm like working towards a goal and I'm working towards competing. I can go and the next thing I do, I can work towards what I want it to be. So it's like, I'm going to go for a run. And for me, running was great because you can, for me, I can push myself to a point pretty quickly that's very uncomfortable. Right. I no longer feel the anxiety over something like um, maybe to do with my weight or how my pants fit. I don't know. Um, now it was like all of my attention was on my body not dying right. <laughs> through a run. So I was able to overpower the like anxiety feeling and the anxious feeling and I you know it was very it was like a lot of relief so I'd go running and I can do that not only am I doing something active good for me um well exercise is a great stress reliever yes but also it just it could I needed to exert a lot of energy and emotional energy Mm -hmm. and sometimes that's like that was the only way for me it's that or definitely like a really hard met, like conditioning workout or like Metcon or WAD. Right. But for me, sometimes the setup to do something like that, I just didn't feel like I could do it. Like my, you know, the debilitating feeling was so much like I don't, I couldn't leave my house or I don't want to go and do this or I can't be around people. So right. to be able to like put your headphones it, in and just go running, uh, for me, that worked pretty instantly. Right. Well, and I think that a lot of people listening as you know, you and I have talked about this so many times and, and a lot of people looking at you would be like, well, you're like the fittest person I've seen. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yes. So it's, it's good to be able to say something like that because I think that, I think we all universally have the same feelings about ourselves Mm -hmm. and it's really easy to look at something, you know, or look at somebody that you think is, is, is beautiful or perfect or, you know, all of that. And they're dealing and wrestling with the exact same things that, that you are, Yep. you know, and I think that is really important to, but, and I also think that it's important to not dismiss it. You know, there have been times when you and I have talked and I'm like, Brooke, look at yourself. Like you're, you're beautiful. You're this or that, but it's, it's good to acknowledge that that's the way you're feeling and that that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it, and that it's valid, <clears throat> you know? And you know, I've said that so many times like, oh yeah, I'm feeling all this, I'm feeling that. And it's like, I feel, yeah, I get that. You know, instead of just trying to tell somebody like, no, 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 you're good. No, 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 you're good. And it's not, and it's not just always about physical appearance, appearance. You know what I mean? Yep. It's not like we're just that superficial that we only care about what's on the outside. But as I think as females more so, I think that it is a huge 
uh, pressure that we have to always look good. I think that especially like our young people now with all the stuff on social media and all the, you know, everyone's looking at something like now it's like, you know, I want this tiny little waist with a giant Kardashian butt, you know, and I want this and I want that. And, and, and that's, and that's okay, you know, to, to want things, but then you also have to put things in perspective. And I think that a lot of those people are feeling the same way, Mm -hmm. which is crazy to me. I mean, I wish, I wish I was one of those people that was like, just going to grow my hair out gray. (laughs) No, you don't. I know. But you know what I mean? Like there's a, there's a part of me that goes, I wish that I could say it's only what's on the inside. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know, and, and it is that what's on the inside is important. But what I'm saying is that I, there is a part of me that, that thinks, wow, that would be cool if I just didn't give a crap. Yeah. If you just didn't care. Yeah. But I do. Yeah. And other other people do. And it's mm-hmm. okay to admit that too. It doesn't make yeah. us superficial and, yeah. and or it's shallow. Okay if you do care. Yeah. And I think that I think the people that we see that we might think like, you know, good for you for, you know, just being so confident in like who you are. Right. That you don't you don't need to you can just like not care and like let go. I bet they do care about something. I know. That's exactly what I'm saying. You no, know, it is it's just different. Well, my mom used to always like raise us. She like, Oh, you know, I don't care about looks. I don't care about this. But this woman, if you go on vacation with her, gets up an hour before everyone else so she can blow her bangs out a certain way. You know? <laughs> she has so great bangs. Like, yeah, yeah. Big bangs. So it's like we all have our special thing. It may not be the the same thing that somebody else has, and it may not even be an outward appearance. It might be you know, you identify yourself with how much exercise you do or, you know, how well you eat or whether or not you eat all organic or yeah. whether or not, you know, you're the super mom at school or whatever it is. Like we all have these expectations for ourselves that we always feel like we're not quite living up to. Yep. So that's my two cents about that. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, 
provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate you and want to stay connected with you. So please rate, review, and subscribe to help this podcast grow. And if you like the podcast, get the word out. And now back to the show. Yeah. It's going forward. So how, like, when do you think the last time you had like a major... Look at your face right now. Okay, never mind. I'm going to go straight. I'm surprised you could even see my eyebrows raised. I just got my Botox done. So did I. Speaking of not being shallow. Look how mad I am. Oh Can my you God. tell how happy yeah. I am? I can't actually. Just kidding. Only because your mouth still moves. And I don't get a lot of Botox. <laughs> you have to put Although that I will there. tell you, I was really Fall nervous out. to go this time because I didn't see Dr. Malik, who I thought I was going to see. In Arizona, I saw one of the girls that works there. Mm-hmm. And sh- as she's like, I go, yeah, yeah, um, just do exactly what he did last yeah, time. Yeah, please. And as she doing as she's doing it, I'm just like looking at how much she's putting in the syringes, and I'm just like, oh my god, no, it seems like too much. Wait, I hope it seems like too I, much. I hope she's not. I hope she's not gonna. I'm not, I could come out and I have like one eyebrow, like, <laughs> <laughs> or you get like that one sagger brow. I just kept telling her, I was like, yeah. So I, I'm very expressive, and Dr. May, like we, we only do a little bit just for. Yeah, we want expression. You know, I have. Well, I will tell you guys, I'm very expressive, and my muscles between my eyebrows, like the your frown. Yeah muscle is really dominant and so we're trying frowner (laughs) i'm just there's debbie frowner (laughs) fuck that's so true just kidding i'm not no um i just throw shade all the time (laughs) not even you guys i got botox so i can no longer throw shade that's what the kids say right yeah it is it is it's what the kids are saying no but like what i started to notice was the muscle like in the middle of my forehead, middle mm-hmm. of my eyebrows is like bigger. And he said, it's just very strong right there. So we put more about Botox in that area mm-hmm. to try and keep it from over frowning, just like from getting bigger. Yeah. Or I'm going to look your like, your muscle's I'm gonna, not going to get listen, bigger. I'm going to, like, your lines will get deeper. I'm, I'll tell you this because they don't put a ton up in the top of my forehead. Yeah. And, but right here, because mm-hmm. I'm pointing to the center of my forehead, mm-hmm. it gets, Sometimes I'll look at it and it, I feel like I can see almost like a shadow, like that muscle is kind of <laughs> like popping you're becoming out. becoming a cave woman? Yes. <laughs> you just all of a sudden have this a giant brow. Well, it's because I've been working out this muscle. Just going to give the glory <laughs> to God sprouting. of my caveman forehead <laughs> and my magnum. mullet that I can grow. <laughs> Thanks, God. <laughs> you guys, I can grow a great <laughs> mullet. I really can. If it ever becomes popular uh, for a woman to have a mullet. I feel like you're like Ian Zeering from 90210. <laughs> Dude, my dad had a mullet, permed, legit. Nico had a mullet. My ex had a mullet, permed, burgundy. So boom. He dyed it burgundy. He dyed it burgundy. And wow. supposedly his ex has a picture of it, the one before me. I I have not, I've not oh my uh, got my hands on it. Lucky for him. <laughs> anyway. Okay, um, so your question was, when was the last time I had like a major anxiety attack? Like, an, like, an, like not just feeling anxious, like an actual, because I've only had one. Okay. Well, as you guys now know, I'm going through a divorce, so I've had many. <laughs> like yesterday. So thank you, Gina. Uh, no, but I have. I mean, I'll say, 
What day did we film? What, what did oh. we record our podcast last week? That was Monday. Mon- so on Monday. Yeah. You were pretty Monday, shook up. Monday, I had a a real good one. Yeah. Yeah, just a lot of a lot of stuff happened and, you know, I'm not really going to give inf- more information about my really personal life because, <laughs> honestly, you might deal with me going through some anxiety if I do that. <laughs> right. No, but I just had a really hard day and yeah. dealt with a lot of stuff and a lot of stress and... um. I was like on the phone driving home mm-hmm. because I just couldn't do anything anymore. Like I had all this information I had to deal with and then I got more information that was just really sad mm-hmm. and like out of my control and hurtful to learn that people that I know personally, you know, we're hurting took, you. Yeah, took things upon yeah. themselves and that's not their place at all to intentionally like break someone who's already breaking. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that was really sad and it was really hard to deal with. And I remember calling my mom because I was just, you know, sometimes you just need your mom. Yeah. And I was driving home just just losing it. And it's that feeling of like I I had all these things planned to do that day. I needed to work out. I had to do this. I was going out of town. And... I couldn't do any of it. Which I, also adds to bef- the stress. Not to mention, you guys, right. before this, actually, this may have been another time. Another time I was losing my mind. Or this could have been the same time. I might just be losing my mind right now. Anyways, I didn't know what to <laughs> do. Lost it. I didn't know where to go. And I just felt really shitty. And I ended up, <laughs> I ended up at World Market. <laughs> <laughs> you do love some retail therapy. Listen, I can like walk through that store. I know you love that and take store. or Costco and take my mind off my problems. That's true. You know how I get my mind off my problems? Not talking about other people's problems. <laughs> Just walking through World Market and crying it out. <laughs> Straight I have up. to go pick you up. Dude, just crying I in World sitting- Market. I'm sorry. Can you pick up your friend? She's <laughs> she's cuddled herself up in one of the display beds. One hundred percent. I wasn't in a bed though. I was on a couch, and I was oh, on the phone with my mom, baby. just crying oh. on the couch at I'm World sorry Market. Sorry for laughing. No, you're on the phone with your mom in World Market. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh my Listen, God. this is the reality, oh, man. Okay. Anyways. Ugh. I started there and then somehow got home. <laughs> I'm so glad you got home. <laughs> yeah, I just was going through a lot. So if you're going to Brook siding, just go to a world market. Guys, Find a world market and you're just probably going to run into I mean, it. this, like my uh, situational depression, my situational anxiety right now is, you know, very tied to like one really big topic. Um, beyond that, I probably haven't had a really big one since regionals 2018 okay you know mm-hmm. regionals 2018 i'm coming off a neck fusion um doing everything i can to try and go to regionals get there and then there's workouts that i, I couldn't have prepared for and just feeling like it was my reality of like really learning and living where i was in my recovery sure. on a stage yeah was hard because I needed to not only for the for the people watching but for myself I needed to like do my best and not give up mm-hmm. and it can be hard to not want to just like throw the towel in when 
You feel like you're failing. Yeah. You're like, you're yeah. failing on right. a big stage. Yeah. You know, and, and there's some people that, that you feel like want to see you fail. Yeah. Which makes it are. harder. Yep. But I will say this, there were more people that wanted to see you push and, and, and do what you did. Oh, hundred percent. But, but you're right. There are that there is that small percentage that of yeah. course want to see you fail. But like, that was probably the last time I had like another really big moment where mm-hmm. you feel like your world is falling apart. Yeah. Like you're, you know, you, you physically hurt. <clears throat> you can't breathe very much. You're super, you know, anxious. Your adrenaline's really high and, and it feels out of your control, which I think that's what adds to the, like the anxiety. Oh, too, totally. It's like when you feel like you have no control right? and you just feel the wall, like the walls are coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Um, now we can say, let's maybe talk about a few things that we would recommend that could potentially help with the situation. Well, I, so knowing, I only had, knowing your triggers and, well, and knowing how to like recognize what's happening is probably really important. Well, I think that's important, <clears throat> but I think for myself having only had it one time, like really like an actual panic attack. I'll take you to world market next time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it was, I was, uh, I was doing, I was at work with my sister and she, she suffers from them. And she, it was so weird because even when I walked in, she said, she looked at me and she goes, are you okay? And it was the day after Christmas. And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Like I didn't sleep that great, but I'm fine. I already felt off. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't even, it wasn't even like a momentous thing that happened. I mean, it did end up happening. It was on my dad's birthday and he passed away like seven, almost eight years ago, I think. Um, and so maybe that was in my subconscious, but I really felt fine. And it was so weird because like she could, she literally looked at me and she was like, I, you're not okay. Yeah. She could tell. Right. And then like when it started happening and I was like, oh my God, I think I'm having a heart attack. I can't breathe. And what was weird is that I couldn't, you're right. It was like that, that feeling of it's out of my control, but I'm embarrassed mm-hmm. and I'm trying to hold it in. Yep. So it's like, I don't want to cry in front of anyone. I mean, my, my older daughter's there, my other sister's there. And I, I don't want to look like I'm crazy. Yep. You know? Well, cause you're and thinking, so I'm pushing you're it. thinking like, you know, you're like, what's happening? Yeah. I'm fine. Right. And then it's like, why am am I crying right now? Why am I having all these emotions and feelings? And I'm like really uncomfortable. Yeah. And and you're trying to think like, on one hand, you're thinking I'm crazy. Right. And I don't want anyone here to know that I'm right. (laughs) Right. And on top of that, I think that I'm hold, I'm, I'm trying to hold back so that they don't think I'm crazy. And then what it's doing is it's just making it worse. Yeah. And it, and then all of a sudden it was like the heart palpitations. And I was like, I couldn't breathe. I was like, <gasps> like, and my, and thank God for my sister. Cause she literally looked at me and she was like, I know what this is. And she had told me that she had wrestled with this, but I, 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 you can't again, unless it's happened to you, you can't really fully understand it. And so, and bless her heart. She like knew exactly what to do. I was so happy that it happened with her there Oh yeah. because if somebody else had just looked at me and they were like, Oh yeah, you're okay. Or, Oh God, like, do you need to go lay down or, you know, whatever, or let's take you to the hospital she like took me, she sat me down. Or, she had like wor- this. or worse, they'd be like, oh, you're fine. <laughs> right. Right. Or like trying to tell you jokes or something, trying to make you feel better. And, um, and she, yeah, she was, she was able to like, you know, she had this, like, uh, this app that teaches you breathing because, you know, her husband does mm-hmm. like meditation and it, it did, but it was interesting because it was almost like a, um, like a clustering. So like, as soon as I got done having it, I started to feel it build up again. And then I was doing again where I was trying to like push it down, push it down. And yeah, I mean, I had to be driven home. Thank God for my other sister and my daughter. They drove me home. And then, I mean, 
it was so, and I just went home and I just cried. And it was, it wasn't until I got home because it was like the ugly cry. Yeah. You know, it wasn't cute. It was like, (laughs) like, like I know that cry very well. Like I couldn't even stand to look at myself. So it was, it was good to let it happen. So I guess for me, when you're saying like, what are the triggers and all that, I don't know that I know that for myself. Well, it, it, unless, so obviously, I think you've been like, dealing like me, with it longer I've just than had I have. so many, right? right? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I think you're I the just, expert on as this. As if I'm like gloating. <laughs> I've yeah. just had so many <laughs> issues. <laughs> That's so much anxiety. No, I think like, um, one, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I've never had that before. You can still learn, obviously, right? <clears throat> you've never had one, but maybe like listening to it, having some empathy for people that do deal with it and also able to learn what it might, like what some of those, um, symptoms, symptoms are yeah. like then if you ever do deal with it and I hope that you don't, yeah, hopefully not, you can maybe, you know, you'll know some signs that are, you know, showing up and you can kind of like calm yourself down. Um, and sometimes it just, you have to like, let it play out. Right. And it totally sucks. Well, and I think that you're, and then you're really tired. After. <laughs> you are really like tired. Exhausted. Like you're that right. emotional yeah. exhaustion that is like, get some Netflix and chill. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh yes. That would help. Yeah. No, you got to Netflix and chill by yourself. Yep. Yeah. Cause yeah. at this point you're like puffy cause you've been like crying. Right. <laughs> right. But no, I think you're right. I think you need to, again, you know, have empathy for other people. It wasn't like I was like, Oh, you're lame. Oh no. I just didn't get the severity of it. And I think, and I think on top of it, there's this weird thing with any kind, you know, like whether somebody has depression or anxiety or any of these things, we automatically kind of go to like, they're weak yep. or they're crazy mm-hmm. or, you know, they're, they're uh, like just something emotionally wrong inept. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, you know, really, I mean, I am extremely intelligent. I'm just kidding. She is so intelligent. <laughs> and, I'm, <laughs> and I'm super in touch with my emotions and no, and I, and even I have had anxiety. <laughs> even kidding. I, I too. <laughs> Have had anxiety oh only God. one time. Yeah, no. <laughs> but I it, have it all. I have all my shit together, and I had anxiety. No, I really don't. I'm just. I'm joking. For those of you that don't get my humor, I feel but, like I feel like a lot of people who might deal with it. <clears throat> this is just an opinion. I'm just, you know. Well, yeah, both bo- with both of us. We're just either one of us are doctors. We're just we don't know opinions. what the fuck we're talking about. Here's my opinion, uh, and it's just what, what I'm thinking. People that have just such high standards for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, go-getters like Eugenia. Right. right. <laughs> but like people that, one, like you really, you, you really care about how, for, for me, like school, right? Mm-hmm. It is so important to you. You give one, you, people that care what people think, people that have really high, and that could be something that we all don't want to care what people think, but I'm not saying it's a bad thing or a good thing. I'm just, I'm sorry. In general. We care what people think. Yes. So people that like care what people think. So, you know, me caring about what my parents thought. Wanting right. to, in in my in my sport, wanting to make my coaches proud. Right. I like wanted to perform well, not just for myself, but for other people that had such a played a, such a big role in my life and in my training and in my competing. You know, when it comes to, yeah, um, self esteem and and body image, things that I learned and had and thoughts and feelings I had about myself from a very young age because of how people vocally talked to me about it and teased me about it. And I maybe didn't learn how to love my love myself very mm-hmm. very much from a young age. 
That's really common. I dealt with that for years and years before I even knew that that even happened. It wasn't even until in college that I was able to connect some dots and be like, oh shit, that did happen. And that could have created some walls and some problems and issues that I just haven't until now been able to notice or understand or comprehend and now hopefully work to to sort of rewire. And you know what that's called? Growing up, <laughs> it's called growth. You guys, so much growth. It's okay to acknowledge those things and to, and to, and you're and you're trying to like figure out how to connect those dots. I think too many people are stuffers. You know, I'm just gonna stuff it. I'm gonna stuff it. No, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. No, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. You know, or not being upfront or honest about how they really feel about something because they're embarrassed or for whatever reason. And you're right. It's it's important for you to be able to acknowledge that see that and so that you can connect the dots and figure that out for yourself and other people <laughs> we're like looking behind us i feel like there's someone in the house i feel like there's somebody that just walked in <laughs> <laughs> all right oh he's very handsome oh you are handsome you are you, you are, are handsome. handsome you're a handsome man <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway, yeah. so that's that's our two cents on anxiety, guys. Yeah, and obviously too, I well not obviously. No, I I think that so for instance, when I was dealing with uh imposter syndrome, we're not gonna mm-hmm. go into that, but if you guys are wondering what it is, just Google it. Look it up. They that's something that's very popular amongst uh successful women. Mm-hmm. You know, so people that are, you know, driven and um, they question their success. They, you why question they a lot of it, stuff, right. and that are all symptoms or sorry triggers or things that are going to stress you out or give you, yeah. you know, anxiety, you anxious, or give yes. you anxiety, or have you questioning your ability or your mm-hmm. job or you know your success and all these things. And so, the moral of the story is is a it's a life problem. Yeah, <laughs> it's a life <laughs> this is problem. something. This is something you, I, or you know, if you don't ever have it, like, man. Good for you. Good for you. No, seriously though. There's yeah. a lot of people that don't. Yeah. And that's awesome. And those of you that have it like a lot or even just a little. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. We are with you. <laughs> We're with you. Don't even and Gina. Don't, yeah. Even Gina is <laughs> Even as amazing you. as I am, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing in the background. Oh my God. Yeah. Guys, no, but seriously, don't be ashamed of it. Don't, don't feel, you know, like there's something wrong with you or anything else. And, and, and honestly just really feel, feel like it's okay to talk to people about it. And I have, even if, even if it feels dumb yeah. and lame, I found that when I'm having, you know, things or thoughts that are, could be moving me in the direction of <laughs> an attack. Yes. Um, the more I, say those things out loud mm-hmm. or talk to someone like Gina, someone who gets me, who I can be really open and honest and kind of crazy with. Yeah. The more I can kind of handle the situation before it gets out of hand. Yeah. Well, and I think uh, uh, being on my end, having somebody talk to me about it, you know, I've had to learn how to really listen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I think it's, I think it's important too. And I'm sure that's, you know, if I'm, if I'm having you know, these thoughts or, or whatever to have somebody tell me like, nah, no, you're fine. Yeah. You know, cause I mean, that's like a like natural reaction. Like, like, what, like and, dumb it down. Like, and it's not like to be rude. It's more like if, if I have this beautiful friend and she's telling me she feels this way, you know, that first thing you want to say is like, Oh my God. Oh my God. You're crazy. Like, yeah. of course not. Like you're beautiful and you're, you're amazing. You're this. It's okay to like, I mean, obviously you can think all those things, but it's really important to, again, listen to that person and, and validate how they're feeling. You know, because regardless, this is something I've, I've always felt this, but 
pretty recently someone has put it into words for mm-hmm. me. If regardless of what, like if someone's having, they're feeling really bad about something, they're sad about something, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or they're very stressed about, anxious about something. Right. From an outsider, whatever that reason is, it might seem like, oh, like. It might seem silly. So silly. There's yeah. so many other things. Or maybe you personally have gone through something on paper, way harder to handle. Right. But it doesn't matter because if whatever that person is feeling is the worst thing that they've felt. Right. It has got to be traumatizing. It's valid. It's it's valid. It's a feel. It completely valid. Right. You know, and so I think the best way to when dealing with like friends, it might be de- you know having ups or and partners downs or, or partners, yeah. is knowing that regardless of what you might think, uh, you know, right? Whether about you think the situation, it's true or think valid yeah, or silly or whatever, to approach it in a way where just knowing that whatever they're feeling, they're still feeling, right? And kind of help them through that, you know. And then once you kind of get through that, you can always like discuss. Like for me, it's like once I kind of get through the real, like the storm, mm-hmm. right? Weather yeah. storm. I, have I, the storm. I can now be, I can, I can talk about it. Sure. And process be, le- be level headed mm-hmm. and, and process it. Right. Yeah. All right. All well, right. I hope that us being, you know, pretty vulnerable, <laughs> vulnerable with our situations, I definitely hope it actually makes you feel a little bit more comfortable if you might personally be going through yeah, things. And definitely. Maybe if you haven't been able to talk to people about it yet, it's very normal. It is. It's crazy very, normal <laughs> we're all crazy guys yeah and uh me and gina we just so happen to get through our ups and downs by humor <laughs> we do <laughs> and it's usually like, why do you keep laughing like, about this dark humor it's for her dark. and i it is it's probably we, inappropriate we, we laugh about our sadness yeah and actually it really helps me <laughs> it does. seriously it helps it me really too. does like i our, Diff- same thing but different when I would do workouts yeah I remember an advice I got at a competition one time I was running um Tommy Hackenbrook told me it was on this run it was fucking miserable okay yeah. it was the OC throwdown the last year I ever did it you did a mile with two kettlebells in your back you did, an, <laughs> awesome. you did another one with one and you did another one without any oh so you God. like dropped weight every time yeah dude I like rubbed the skin off my back from the kettlebells <laughs> anyways Tommy told me he's like when it hurts like when you just like smile yeah and so I would, I, for years, I mean, that was like before I really even like did more individual competition. Right. It was like 2014. And I will always in the middle of like just devastating workouts, just smiling, smiling because you can't, I'm, like when you do yeah. that too, like the act of smiling, you can't help, but feel better, feel better. Right. And almost then kind of laugh at the fact that you're like smiling through right. pain. <laughs> So. Oh my God, I'm going to start really paying attention to you. I'm going to start looking at old footage. Like you're just like, like a lunatic, just <laughs> like smiling through like the worst workouts. Yeah. I remember yeah, no, uh, during, during Murph at the mm-hmm. CrossFit Games in 2015. I watched that one. During the pushups. I remember sitting back on my feet laughing. <laughs> I was laughing and I was like laughing because I'm like, holy shit, I'm in yeah. so much pain right now. And right. this is what I wanted. Right. Yeah, you, you did this like, to yourself. This is what I wanted. And I was just right. down there just laughing like, huh, I guess I'll just take it all in <laughs> Bless your heart. <laughs> all right guys oh, thanks baby. for listening to another episode of between the reps thanks for listening Gina. guys remember to rate, rate review subscribe five star rating five star warning and we will talk to you guys soon yeah love you guys bye bye, bye.